All right, Kristen. So, you know, this coming Monday is Valentine's Day. That it is. A holiday that a lot of people like to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I thought it would be a cool question for my our listeners to know a little bit about you as the main host and maybe, you know, about me as the guest host. Okay. About your love languages. Ah, uh, okay. So, you're trapping know, me. You're trapping me. We know the, I think there's four or five, five love languages. Yes, five love languages. Um, I think they probably added a new one. I should have looked it up before this, but. They usually say you have one dominant love language. Okay. So there's quality time, mm-hmm. physical touch. Yes. So, you know, hugs, kisses, or, you know, high fives, handshakes, anything. Uh, there's acts of services. Mm-hmm. People doing stuff for you, no matter how big or how small. Um, gifts. There's gifts. Yes. There's gifts. Isn't gifts kind of like giving or receiving? That kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, so love languages can be the way, both the way you like to receive love and the way you like people to show you love. Okay. And it could be different. It could be the same. And then the last one is words of affirmation. So people telling you, you're doing a good job, or I love you, or I'm proud of you. Okay. So out of those five love languages, which ones would you say um, the way you like to be showed love? So you like when people do this to you, and how? which one of them? Do you like to the way you give love? I think I like to. Um, I don't know. I think my my biggest love language would probably you know and stop me if I'm you know incorrect because I feel like you you probably know. Well, you you should know, kind of. I think you should know, but I think I'm a big quality time person. I would agree. I, I think that's kind of my biggest love. Like, well, that and physical touch kind of go hand in hand in a way for me mm-hmm. um but i do enjoy quality time you know i don't know it's just something about having that bond and stuff like that with people is just it's 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 really nice mm-hmm. so i i would say probably um quality time for me and love i give to people i would probably say quality time okay. um I love giving gifts and stuff, but I think nothing's better than quality time, like making memories, creating new memories and things of that that nature. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's more treasured than anything mm-hmm. that you can have in life. So I would say that that would probably be my be- best. Okay. Well, from knowing you, I feel like something you probably haven't thought about, but another big heavy love language I see highlighted in you that you like receiving is words of affirmation. And I I see this because sometimes you, you'll come tell me, oh, this person said this about me or this person said this and it really made me feel like, um, made me feel like they were Appreci- grateful. Yeah, yeah, you felt appreciated or you felt like, you know, what they said, it really meant a lot to you and you held on to it. Yeah. So I, I, I see can, that from I like outside. See, I could definitely see that also. Because yeah. there has definitely been plenty of times where I feel like, because I don't get those compliments too often. Mm-hmm. So when I do get them, I treasure those compliments because it's like, man, I really put a lot of work in for these, these things. Mm-hmm. You know, like even when it comes to like work, you know, man, I work my bust my ass off. And, you know, I finally get a good message from one of the bosses and it's like, 
out of all the stuff that I do, mm-hmm. they're finally kind of seeing me. And it's like, that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So I could, I could definitely see that. Right. And it's good that you mentioned that because a lot of people think that these love languages are just um, for like your significant other or how you like to receive love romantically. But it's actually all relationships. Um, so I'm glad you mentioned that. And I also see that you probably haven't seen it yourself um, for as you giving love to people. I th- I've been shopping with you plenty of times. And when it's someone's birthday or Christmas, you spend so much like you spend a lot of mental energy picking out the right gift for people. Like yeah. you really want this gift to be matching this person's personality, something unique. You don't like getting gift cards, you know, except for some people who, who you know, really like gift some, cards. Yeah, some people you just can't help. <laughs> like, <laughs> But for for your friends and especially your nieces and nephews, you know, you really try to think about their personality, something that they will use. So I, I see that heavy in your your love language for gifts for for giving to people. I, I could definitely see that. You're definitely correct about that. Um, it almost, you know, I mean, you have kind of, kind of couple like a lot of arguments about that kind of stuff before and, you know, just being transparent a little bit, but like, it's just, we, we've had those, those fights about like, <laughs> about airing out gifts dirty and stuff. And it's not airing out dirty laundry. This is a relationship. So, Hey, whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's been times that I mean you have butt heads against like you're like get this and I'm like but that's not them. Yeah, that's you know. True. And there's been a lot of times that I mean you have kind kind of back and forth like just get this, just get this, and I'm like but that just doesn't fit them. That's not them. That's right. You know this 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 is something more I see of them. This is what I see in this person, uh-huh. and I'm very attention uh, like I pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of pride myself in that a little bit. Right. So and I. I understand that. It sometimes it makes me feel bad when you're like trying to get a gift from me, because I know you think about it so much, and I can kind of feel it. But you can't ask me. <laughs> or, yeah, that's the hardest things when you can't ask somebody. But, like, I mean, you ask me about everybody else's gifts, but, but it's 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 good because you're my partner. So it's like I get to bounce ideas off of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to bounce ideas off of you to, to about other people but mm-hmm. when it comes to you i can't bounce the ideas off anybody because if i go to somebody about you they're, they're gonna be like well you know her better than i do <laughs> so yeah. why why would you think i can help you so mm-hmm. a lot of times when i bounce stuff off of you i know a lot of things that my friends like but you have been around my friends a lot too so there are some stuff that i might miss or something you noticed that i didn't and mm-hmm. it's easier but around you 24 7 well not 24 7 but you know what i mean yeah but um it's just harder yeah i, I put and more I'm thought not into a gift it person yeah so well. it's hard for me to I, I mean like that's not the the way that i like receiving yeah i know love that. the most so so gifts like i'm always appreciative if i get something special from you and you do pick out amazing gifts for me like, and i've always treasured them but you know i'm i'm a very like eh, i i so i'm kind of putting it more on my end so i'm a type of person that loves receiving acts of service you're a big acts of service person huge huge acts of service person i feel like i've always been that and that will always be my love language so i think i get more grateful than the normal person when somebody helps me cook or helps me do the dishes or things like that and not just you but you know we like hosting events and when people come over and if somebody's like, oh, let me take out the trash or 
let me um help you with the dishes like you know gabrielle was here the other day and i wasn't finished cooking and i hosted them for dinner i was like come over eat dinner and and she came over and um i wasn't done and she's like let me help you and i was just like oh my god she's helping me <laughs> you know i really felt that fills my cup like little things and even this morning when my it, it was considered a gift i guess but it's more acts of service my my boss brought me starbucks this morning and she's never done that and it was like wow you thought about me you like that's definitely more serve- of a gift babe. that's more <laughs> that's, gift, not, right? that's not okay. acts of service at all <laughs> but i feel like acts and service and gifts can kind of kind of um, go together in some ways no. because think about like girl like if you check something off my to-do list like i'm like praise yeah because that's acts of service it and is. it kind of is buying stuff from that's for me. not buying stuff so if, I'm you, checking, if i'm checking something off your, your to-do list that's not a gift though like that's the reason why they're two different love languages because okay. they're not the same you're right like they're okay now i get it like gabrielle is definitely she's that person you know my person is casey so Casey, if you know, you guys haven't met him, but like, he's that guy that when it comes to parties, comes to anything, he's always like, he's the mm-hmm. first person to be like, hey, you need help with anything? Right. Hey, you want me to take that out? You know, I can take out the trash. I can, I can help clean this up. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my go-to guy for a lot of stuff when it came to like cleaning up and things like that. He was yeah. just always very, very helpful. And right. you know, you treasure those people. Yeah. Um, I love acts of service, but I'm not probably not as big as you. Yeah, that, at nearly as big as you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of more like, you know, you handle your shit, I handle my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but for the most part, like I do appreciate, like when I came here today, you know, you had the tables already pushed pushed out of the way, and I was like, oh, I'm really happy and you know grateful that you did that because I'm like that's less work that I have to do. Uh-huh. So it's like little things that you can do to help out. I love that. Mm-hmm. So um. But acts of service is your biggest one. What what is your one you like to give to people? See, that's hard. I feel like that's the hardest thing about love languages because a lot of times your love language it's the way that you like to give to people, but that doesn't match that person a lot. Not at all. So sometimes when I try to do things for you, like simple things, or there is like, oh, clean this thing for him, or like try to take this off his to do list. Sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, it's not that big a deal. But my quality time is a big deal. Yes. So I, I feel like I do give acts of service as my love language. I try to do things for people to make their lives easier. I do that a lot at work. You to, do that a lot in general. In general. And, and sometimes <laughs> it's too much. Sometimes I've been told, like, okay, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> um. So, And I know people like things done a certain way. So I think one of my challenges that I'm going to start focusing on is knowing person's love language and trying to do that for them i have a lot of friends where their love language is quality time and you know and that's honestly on my lower end and it sucks because you know you are my partner and that's your highest one and sometimes i feel like you know i know quality time doesn't have to be how long you spend time with them but it's just like the quality of time like yeah if y'all have a good conversation or whenever you do have that time how good right in my focus or my my phone or my thinking about something else am i engaged you know so i want to make sure to give people who want that quality time like my full attention at that time which you are pretty good at Mm -hmm. it um i think you don't care to yourself enough i think sometimes you're too good at it in which it irritates me (laughs) 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 but like it's a it's good because i like 
too. If you're on the phone, you're engaged. You're like 100. percent I'm I'm in there. Like don't nobody talk to me. This is their time because this is very quality for that person. Mm-hmm. And it's like I have to be that person, and it's it's a good thing. Um, but just like you said on your lower end, that's probably your lower one. Mm-hmm. It's just like for me, access service is probably one of my lower ones because even though you do things, and I I know you do things for me, and I appreciate it. But I don't do well with being like, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's like in my head, the way it works is you do something and it's like, OK, well, you know, I appreciate you doing this and I'll let that be known in other ways. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for you, it's like you want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, tell me, I thank you. Thank you for doing <laughs> this one thing. What I did. Thank you guys, notice what I did. Are you like, oh, did you see I did this? I'm like. <laughs> yeah i noticed thank you and it's <laughs> like the fishing you. the fishing for the compliment or something like that it's yes. just like to me it's not that big of a deal because it's like yeah you know we should be helping each other out regardless <laughs> so <laughs> so when i see certain stuff i'm just like all right like thank you and yeah. it's and sometimes i'll be like well you want a cookie <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's not your fault i just and then my mood just goes down yeah and i have <laughs> and i have to work on that myself is you know trying to can you know kindred to your your love language which mm-hmm. is the acts of service so you know trying to do a little bit more here and there and you know i just not that person to really try to feed like be like if i do something for you it's not like hey babe did you notice that i put up the dishes or but you know, i'm always <laughs> the first one to notice like you little are, things but i was like i just i don't right and so that's that's one that's literally on probably one of the lower ends but how we end up in the same relationship and <laughs> we both got the oldest <laughs> i mean maybe the oldest we got the your opposite. top one is like my lowest one and my top one is your lowest one i don't know opposites attract dang i guess we still make yin, it. Yin, yang. you have to make it work but it's not but at the end of the day it's not about what's your best what's your least it's about how how much work are you willing to put into it so don't look at me like that. <laughs> you out here giving relationship advice. Well, you're saying it's just about how much work you want to put into any kind of relationship that you're in, you know, friendships and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, even though that's one of my weakest ones, it's not that I just write it off. Like, I- I'm not doing this at all. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> just like gifts or words of affirmation or any of that other stuff. You know, I think you really love words of affirmation, too. You like to be told, hey, you're doing a great job hey you know you're looking pretty today you know that that kind of stuff really makes you light up and kind of giddy a little bit and i noticed that Mm -hmm. and that's something that i try to work on more too i because i i feel like i i do a lot more with my actions than i do with my words Mm -hmm. and i feel like sometimes that that's not enough so it's like me having to force myself okay say something (laughs) (laughs) instead of just show it because it, it comes off like, man, well, you didn't say nothing about my hair. It's like, well, I'm I'm all over you. And it's like, well, why, why aren't you noticing that part? Instead mm-hmm. of, you're like, but I want to hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's just like you said, like, kind of noticing what you can do and noticing what the other person likes. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first lear- learned about the love languages, I heard the saying that, you know how um, the golden rule is do unto others as you want them to do to you? Mm-hmm. The new golden rule when I learned about this was do unto others the way that they want, they want to, be. to be or treat them the way they want it to be treated. Yes. Yeah. So 
not how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just some food for thought. thought that was a good opening question. It was a good question, actually. Yeah. It was a good conversation. Um, But do you have anything else you want to add? Um, try to have this conversation with that lucky girl or guy or non-binary person in your <laughs> life. And honestly, we actually might try to pull a poll. I know we were supposed to pull a poll out last week. We didn't do it. Uh, we're going to try to shoot for it this week, and we're going to put a poll out to see, hey, man, just give us what you think your love language, you know, what do you feel is your love language the most out of the five? And Kayla probably researched that sixth one, if there is a sixth one, and we'll add that as well. And we can hear what you guys think and mess- message us on, you know, YouTube, whatever you, if you aren't following us on Instagram, but you're following us on YouTube, comment in the YouTube section. I mean, comment section. Ooh. Yeah, you know what I meant. <laughs> but um we would like to hear what you guys think. Yep. Awesome. So you ready to get started? Let's do it. Bet. All right, getting the podcast started in three, two, one. What up, everybody? This is your boy, Chris. This is your girl, Kayla. <laughs> and welcome to Not Hear Me Out. This is episode number 43. And welcome to the podcast. Um, so, babe, you got any any news since last week? You got anything that you've been into? Something you want to share with the people? <laughs> uh, I guess I'll share, like, a fun thing that happened this weekend. We were able okay. to go to the Corday concert, which is one of my current favorite rappers. It was actually a really good concert. It was. Kristen put me on to Corday maybe a year or so ago. Even though you'd like to say I didn't. You did. I, I'm <laughs> giving you credit. Um, and I found out about him, and I just been listening to his music, and his new album dropped recently, and um, Dallas was one of his first um, opening concert. It was supposed to be his first concert, but we had those snow days last week um thursday and friday and um houston ended up being the first concert but we got the second one and it was um on sunday it was very good it was our both our first time at the house of blues yes which is like a very intimate venue um something we weren't you know used to or expecting so it was really nice to actually engage with the artists a lot with them being you know there and so close and um it was surprising. We they had very two very good opening artists as well. Mm-hmm. They had Justine Sky and Black Odyssey. Yeah, and they were very good opening acts. Yeah. I knew about Justine Sky because my yeah. sister Kelsey put me on to Justine Sky a few years ago, but Black Odyssey was new to both of us. Yes. Yeah. Um. And I know Kristen really liked Black Odyssey. You know that's right. <laughs> um. <laughs> but continue. Do you have any? Um, and I would just say I appreciated the snow days. So it wasn't like the Alaska, what they was calling Dallas, the Alaska. It wasn't that bad like last year, but it was Still two three days off of work where I didn't have to work from home. It was like we're literally off. You were literally I off. I was literally <laughs> off. And it was so nice to just have those unexpected pretty chill days where you couldn't like get up and go nowhere. You just had to chill at home. So that was nice. Okay. What about you? What stood out this weekend? Or this weekend, first of all, 
Kayla missed out on a lot of stuff as far as like what we did. Saturday was busy. We did like four things on Saturday. You just like, I'm not going to say nothing about it. Oh, we did. We, we went to go see our updates on our house. Ooh, this so, is your first announcement about that on the podcast. I don't think it's the first announcement. I think we've talked about it before. Oh, okay. If not, yes, me and Kayla are getting a house together. Um, So, yes, that's happening. Um, But, yes, we want to go look at the updates on the house and see where it's standing. Um, It's actually a lot of, it's getting really close. We're almost there. And so we did that. After that, we went to your dad's house, chilled with them for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, learned a little bit more about we're about some taxes. <laughs> Shout out to Kisa. Shout out to Kisa. Um, <laughs> and after that, we went to your cousin Craig's birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. We went to Outback Steakhouse. Um, so Craig, I don't know if you're watching, but happy birthday again. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty fun. I'm um, pretty cool. Kayla had her steak. She had a steak that was mooing at her that, that steak was talking listen <laughs> and you had to remind me every bite i, I had took. to the moo. she had the flame mignon <laughs> but you said it was great though uh, it was a little bit too red a little too red sorry but it was still good company we were able to celebrate craig and i was able to see yeah the fans yeah. so it was and, nice and then after that we went to um vic had a little game night uh, so we got to go over there and chill with the friends and see the baby some more. Mm-hmm. Kayla, Kayla got to hold the baby. I wish I had a picture of her sleeping with the baby. She, <laughs> she fell asleep with the baby in her hands. And I was like, yo, she's going to be a, a great mother one day. Aww. So She was so cuddly. <laughs> but that was a really good, fun game night. Um, and yeah, here, here we are. We can go Corday concert on Sunday, like you said. Did we do anything else before the concert? No, I think we did our own separate thing. We went to the, like the store. You went to your mom's, oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the Cordae concert like, was great. Like she said, um, only thing that I have to say about the concert is that he missed out on some good songs that me and Kayla actually like to listen to. And I feel like he just—it felt like a very short like time with him on the stage. Yeah, I did. You know, it it was like a little less than an hour. Yeah, he was actually on the stage. Mm-hmm. It felt like, and the open acts was good. Um. Like Odyssey, they're they're good. Um, when I heard them on the stage, they caught me a little bit more than when I heard the album. I don't know why it is. Something about live performances makes you feel more in tune with the music than it does when you listen to the album. I don't know if you feel that way, mm-hmm. but I definitely feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like if I listen to a song live, it's like this gives me a different vibe and feeling than when I listen to it on a track. Right. And which I think that's the whole point. It's supposed to feel like that. Mm-hmm. But it was a fun concert, great time, and here we are today. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, I guess I got to stay on Thursday, Friday also, so we had a lot of quality time this week, yeah. weekend. Did it feel your love language? It did. It did. Good. We we down near your Cotopo Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge us, because I didn't get to see Empire when it was hot and popular, so. Hey, we on the last episode, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I'm going to jump into our Black History Month lesson for the week. And before you do that, I'm sorry. Before you do that, make sure you guys click on that subscribe button um, and that bell and make sure you, you know, yes, follow us. Tell us, follow tell your friends us. about us. Yes, go ahead share, and, like, comment, support. And, yeah, what is it's it? It's free share, to support. Is it share, like, comment, support? 
Oh, supply, mass supply. Subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. All right. So you see this beautiful backdrop that Kristen um, has put behind us because we are still celebrating the glorious Black History Month, not just this month, but all 365 days. Yep. This is President Obese. We miss you. Anyway, <laughs> you got me in my feelings a little bit. Aww. Um, But today, um, I wanted to teach you all about a famous hidden figure in Black History Month that people don't talk about a lot. But first, I have a question for you, Kristen, because last... Okay, anyway, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing over there. I'm hiding, bro. I'm hiding. Hidden figures. You a hidden figure? Yep. All right. Um, so last week, I asked you... I don't appreciate these questions. I asked you, <laughs> <laughs> when do you think Black History Month started? Yes. Right? And today, I want to ask, when do you think the North Pole was discovered? North Pole? Yeah. So I want to just... let Maybe this might help you. I don't know if it will, just to put in... I don't know. Perspective? Perspective. So um, North America was discovered by Columbus yeah Stop right in <laughs> uh, <laughs> the 1400s so 1490 something okay so, so now is, we're talking about the north pole so you want me to do a random guess out on the North random pole. guess i'm gonna say 1568 no <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it in the 1500s no 1400 no 1700 no 1800. No. 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> you think the North Pole was discovered in 2000? 2000. 2001. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and take No, 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 no. I want to get closer. Okay. Um, 1600. Why did you skip a whole... 15? You skipped a whole... You went from 1800 to 2000s. Yeah. 1900s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so was this... Was it discovered the same day as Black History Month? No. Black History Month was in the 1800s, right? I, I can't remember. It says 19, 1926 or something Okay, like it was. My bad. I forgot. Okay, 1928. <laughs> no. But you're close. 1930. Go down, down. 1901. You're very close. 1903. Very close. Keep going a little up. 1907. You skipped. 1906. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually... I think that's close to when North Texas was found. I, I, huh? I, I, yeah, like not North Texas. I'm talking about UNT. Really? I think so. I got to look it up. Oh, okay. Well, you would know you that your alma mater. Yeah, but I might be really off, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Okay, he'll <laughs> update on this later. But, um, yeah, so the North Pole was discovered in 1906, and you know who discovered it? Who? A black A man. Black man. Oh, it's 1890. My bad. UNT was founded in 1890. He's about 16 years old. You know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so back to our lesson, which is taking a little bit longer than <laughs> I hoped. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. So, yes, a black man by the name of Matthew Henson, he helped discover the North Pole. They say allegedly, but he did. Um, so he <laughs> went on. He was a voyager. He was an American explorer, and he was actually born in 1866 in Maryland. And he just had a very interesting life. Um, he was born to two free, free, free parents um, in Maryland, and he just kind of, his his parents both died at a when he was a younger man. So he kind of had to find his own way in life, and eventually he met 
a man who was an explorer as well, who he um, explored with. His name was um, Robert Perry. And they went on lots of voyages to Greenland, and they learned a lot about uh, the Eskimo culture. And back then, sailing on ships, it was very dangerous. And they brought a lot of dogs with them, not to help them through the snow and stuff, but they couldn't find perishable food that were warm. So sometimes they would have to eat the dogs. That's kind of fucked up. It is, but, but you I know, get it. You got to survive. Yeah, and in the extreme weather conditions and just a lot of stuff that was happening, like, they just had to do what they had to do. But he Did they, they skin the dogs? I don't know. I don't want to get deeper into the dogs. I'm just saying, you got to stay warm. <laughs> yeah, so he um he has a famous picture that's always shown around. We can probably put it up here. Yeah. Um, But he's in kind of like a um traditional eskimo um winter like fluffy hat thing and um he has a quote that he um i want to read the quote directly um so i'm just gonna make sure i'm reading it directly um that you'll probably have heard before but it says i think i'm the first man to sit on top of the world because he found the north pole okay and sadly um well but expectantly when he returned back to the U.S., when he founded the North Pole in 1906, he didn't get the credit for it. Only Robert, which was the white man who helped him discover North Pole, he was the only one to get credit for it. Mm-mm-mm. So that's why um, Matthew Henson. Snubbed. Yeah. So Mr. Matthew Henson, he was a hidden figure in black history. He didn't get this credit for finding the North Pole, but he did. So keep finding those hidden figures educate yourself learn more about black history and let us know what you find that's awesome that's pretty cool um so does that mean that he was a flat earther what i'm just saying he said he was on top of the world okay i think it was just a figure of speech (laughs) i'm just saying he must have thought okay (laughs) what if he was he still found the north pole I need the coordination. So. <laughs> the, the coordinates? Yeah, the coordinates, not the coordination. Sorry. <laughs> I need the coordinates. But that's pretty cool. Thank yeah. you, babe. Thank you for that black history info. Yeah, it resonated figure. with me because, you know, I'm an adventurer and explorer in my heart. So you should sure resonated with me. You should, like, go, like, explore Canada and take over and be like, this is mine. What? Why would I do that? Why not? That's what they did. But Canada's already discovered. Yeah, you can discover Kayla Land or something. I don't know. Kayla still will discover <laughs> Canada in 20, 2022. 2022. She just came over there and claimed some land. Oh, boy. Get out of here. This is my house. Nobody will listen to me. <laughs> but you want to jump into our first current story? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So That's all you. I'm going to switch gears, and we're going to talk about some current stories happening right now. So... If you didn't know, Tisha Campbell, who stars as Gina in the famous sitcom Martin. 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 <laughs> Damn, Gina. <laughs> yes, her. But Gina, she, she was sucks. actually working in South Padre Island, Texas. And most of y'all probably don't know this, but in South Texas, they don't do Ubers. I remember going to school in Corpus Christi and Uber wasn't a thing down there. So it wasn't a thing. It's not a thing right now in Padre. And this happened last month in January 2022. Is it not, not a thing? I don't believe so. Huh. 
And I, I think they have their reasons why. But Tisha Campbell, she reportedly, um, she went live on Instagram in January. And they said that um, she was working on an independent film. And she was told from someone at the hotel that she was staying at um, that they gave her a number for a taxi so she can get around. So this taxi picks her up. And um, she's trying to get on set to this film. And the man, there's two men in the car, and they just open the doors and say, get in. And she took it as kind of like a alleged sex trafficking um, quint- like thing, scam thing. Yep. So she, um, she says that she was almost taken and abducted. And she's warning a lot of people to be more vigilant and that this can happen to anyone, especially when taking these, you know, things like taxis or ubers and things like that and she went live and told her whole account of this experience and what the men did and she was she was like i'm not gina i am tasha i'm tisha so i am is our t-shirt tasha so tisha, tisha so tisha. she's like i'm not getting that car and they were really trying to push her to get in the car and she's like you can't play with me i'm not getting in the car stop project close to the border too right so yeah actually you know, January was sex trafficking prevention month. Okay. And this happened during that time. And I know we live we live in Texas mm-hmm. and they call Dallas, San Antonio and Houston the triangle of human trafficking. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, because we're the three major cities closest to the Texas Mexican border. Mm-hmm. And um not saying that, you know Mexico's bad or anything. Yeah, not saying that. But a lot of international borders they you know a lot of human trafficking happens in cities near those yeah so just i say watch out i mean we were just in south padre last year yeah and to know that this was like this happened at a place we traveled to it's like it's crazy and it happens right in our backyard here in dallas it's so the crazy thing about the story is um so when you when you hear the story right she's by herself you know, you wouldn't think like a, a figure such as herself, Tisha Campbell, you know, she's not, you don't think that she would be by herself as far as like, I'm not saying by herself, like a single, but like when I have like a bodyguard or mm-hmm. somebody with her at all times. And I don't know, maybe it's because she's not where she used to be in life. And maybe she can't technically afford that kind of stuff or what it may be. Probably she doesn't think she needs it. Like, why would she think she needs a bodyguard? Because you're Tisha Campbell but like you you're said, you're a known figure it's not she's it's not like she's just has been or something like people see her and they know who she is right you know but a lot of famous people have bodyguards from my perspective is to not get robbed and stuff they don't really fear their life or human trafficking i'm just saying you know it, it's already hard enough to be a woman sometimes as far as being by yourself on certain areas and stuff because it's already not safe you know, this uh, it's a crazy world we live in, and you know, women are being abducted and and stuff a lot lately, and it's just crazy. So it's crazy to think that someone of her stature, right? You know, or uh, that status is like walking around by herself, or you know, not having somebody with her. You know, during this time, it's even shooting a movie. You know, you would, I would think that somebody would be there, and. Which a lot of times these change people want to be left alone, so I, I can understand that. It's just it's just weird. 
I get it, but I think because it, it kind of sounds like I know we're not putting the blame on Tisha and it's not her responsibility to like protect herself against human traffickers, but it's I, I feel like we should shift the narrative towards them doing Almost what they're definitely. doing. No, and I'm not I'm not blaming her. Right. I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm not saying, you know, it's you know, she should be doing this X, Y, and Z. Right. It's just a weird scenario in yeah, which, to, you know, to see to it see as a famous person. Yeah, as a famous person, like you're by I yourself. And even traveling, you know, with people, you know, I shit, I don't like you traveling by yourself. And you know, I always want you to have somebody with you. It's just it's a safety net more than anything. Because this is going on. This is not new. Mm-hmm. It's something that we have been seeing literally videos of people who are catching people who are trying to sex traffic where mm-hmm. they're catching guys coordinating different ways of trying to get a woman into mm-hmm. their vehicle mm-hmm. and you know when she leaves her vehicle and then you got one guy looking at her car and one person's following her and another person's doing another thing you know standing in their car and it's like this is a whole operation in which people need to understand it's serious mm-hmm. and and I'm not saying it's her fault whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know, but we do have to be aware of these things going on in the world. Right. And, um, you know, even though it does affect women, mostly young men and boys and just men in general, they're not, they're not absent. Yeah. They're not absent yeah. towards it either. Cause it's like, it's a disgusting business that is, is a billion dollar business sex, tra- sex trafficking is. is. And it just sucks that you have to, like, watch your back. Yeah, it does suck. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. And I'm glad you pointed that out, that men also have to worry about that kind of stuff. And Not as much, but they still do. They still do. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of times it's the men, you know, men are the ones kind of getting killed. Like, Mm -hmm. really, just off the bat. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to bring some awareness to that as far as, like, you know, just be safe. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in an unknown place, you know, probably bring a friend. Yeah, or something are you like meeting that. somebody for the first time? Bring some type of company. It's or tell somebody where you at at least. Yeah, have an app on. That that's that's serious right there. Have one, have one person that that has your location. This one has my location. So if something happens to me, Send she gon' she gonna know what happened. I don't know what's going on at your location though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, your thing be acting funky. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Little do you know, I took your ass <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually noticed that. Yeah. But um, but yes, just be um wary of that, everybody. And you know, hey, sex trafficking is real, and be safe out there. You have anything else on that? Nope. All right. Well, moving into our next story. Our next story actually has to do with traveling, just like you know, traveling to South Padre. Um, this has to do with. Spirit Airlines and Frontier. So Frontier and Spirit Airlines um, await a federal and shareholder approval to complete a $6 billion merger. So Frontier and Spirit Airlines are trying to come together as one. And, you know, they said it looks like executives at Spirit and Frontier Airlines are making do with saying, if you can't beat them, join them. The airline companies announced they'll be combining their low fare forces, according to CNN, the flight carriers are spending $6.6 billion to merge into the fifth largest airline in the USA. Um, how do you feel about that? I have a lot of questions. Like what? Is it going to be Sprinteer? 
I'm dead. <laughs> is it gonna be green and yellow, leprechaun-ish colors, maybe? Okay. Or you know, why why green? Because Frontier's green, green and white. That's her colors. Is it? And then Spirit is yellow and black. We've been on Frontier. Yeah, but Frontier is not usually green. It's like white and blue. No, it's green. You maybe. looked it up. Even in this picture right here, the Frontier plane, they always look like that. It's white and it has the blue like thing. Look up their logo. Oh, well, their logo's green. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, so it's going to be Frontier. Is it going to be Front Spirit? I don't know. Um, Who's going to work there? Are they going to fire half their employees? I don't see why they're firing employees if they're making a bigger business. So everybody's going to stay? Yes. I would assume they're going to But then there's two of each thing. There's going to be two CEOs, two CFOs. That's where they have to figure out what they're going to do. That's the whole point of the merge. But I feel like somebody's going to get fired. Somebody's going to get laid off at least. Well, most definitely somebody. They can't have two of everything. They're going to have to fire some people, but or at least give them different positions. They may not just fire them. They may be like, okay, well, I'm going to be acting CEO while you're like, you know, some type of CFO or whatever it may be. It's going to cause some problems. They'll figure it out. This is not the first time companies have merged. True. Together. You know, Sprint merged. What's you know, T-Mobile took over damn near three different companies. True. And they took over. Yes. They was like, <laughs> well, they said Monopoly. <laughs> it's like, this is blue. This is Boardwalk. I'm taking that. And that was Sprint. <laughs> right. Then they're like, I'm taking that red one. Was that Illinois? Illinois. I don't know. I can't remember. I think Illinois is on red. And they're like, yeah, they're taking that one. That's that's um Metro. <laughs> they're just like, oh, yeah. we're taking I everything. I guess, you know, it just depends on how you do this merger. And are you going to take your complaints from Spirit and your complaints from Frontier and look at them together and say, this is how we're going to solve issues going forward? Or are you going to put fire with fire and make a bigger fire? Okay. Because we both have had issues with both of these airlines. We have. Personally. Yeah. And... And just because they're merging together doesn't mean the company, the airlines are going to get better. <laughs> and right. That, and I think, like, they're still trying to, um, I think in here it said that they're still trying to keep their prices very, very low. So they're said they're trying to hit the record-breaking, like, low prices. And so that, I don't, I don't know, like, $6 million got to go to somewhere. I would hope they would upgrade their plane. But who knows? It's a it's an interesting concept as far as like two airlines, and I think they said that they're doing that because they're trying to save money. These two companies lost a lot of money in the, in the, during the pandemic, okay. so Spirit lost. Um, it says it announced that they lost four hundred forty point six million in two thousand twenty one. And um, the airlines, it says the year before then, the airline company was at a $719.6 million loss. So, shoot, just in those two years, they lost over, what, a billion dollars? Mm-hmm. And same with Frontier. Frontier lost about, they say they lost about $299 million in both 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. So, them putting those, them together, right. guess what? No longer We are no longer in competition. We are actually a, mm-hmm. a bigger corporation in which money is coming to both of us instead of just saying i gotta beat you out i gotta beat this person out Mm -hmm. there's no more competition for low prices because they were the competition right so 
So, so yeah, don't let my them. questions be posed as me being bougie and like oh, no, no, I'm no, not baby. going to we can be buy bougie. these airlines because I ain't gonna be hypocritical. You know, if I see a cheap flight, especially a little weekend getaway, you know, I'm gonna book it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm I'm quick with it, like especially if I know somebody in the area that I could like probably stay with, and it's like I just gotta pay for the ticket and it's cheap. Why not? Do something else. Well, you know, I'm a little on the um the healthy side of things. So, you know, the Spirit Airlines and Frontier, they seem to be kind of small. You haven't been on Spirit yet. I haven't. I just know they seem small. I had my worst flying experience on Spirit. You want to fly on Spirit again? This ain't going to be Spirit no more. It's going to be Frontier. <laughs> Frontier. <laughs> well, hopefully it's Frontier. What if you get that same plane? It's just different color oh, now. That was. <laughs> Nice. but yeah that's um it hey that's pretty cool pretty good news i guess i don't know if it's good we're we'll, gonna find we're gonna find out whenever they ask find to switch out. i remember like we one of them things where it'd be like whoever has the most money out of the two which i think is probably spirit probably has more money than frontier because frontier is still fr- like still re- relatively new. new so i think spirit might they're pl- well frontier apparently planes look better i don't know why they do they definitely look a lot better they do but Frontier, I, I think Spirit just been in the game longer. Um, and it might be something like Frontier by Spirit type thing. Or, you know, that's that's what Metro did. It was like Metro, Metro PCS by T-Mobile. It was like T-Mobile. They get to, get, get to keep their name, but it's mm-hmm. just like now you just have another brand to you. Yeah. Well, I hope the prices are better. I hope they treat their people and maybe the people get a raise. That were the flight attendants that go through all the crap. I hope they, you know. He said instead of nineteen dollar flights, we're gonna get ten dollar flights. Shoot, <laughs> y'all gonna be on that those European prices. <laughs> Man, when I lived in Europe for that year, I would catch flights literally to like Barcelona for twenty five US dollars. Must be nice, babe. Ridiculous. Must be nice. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but with that being said, moving on to our next story. Our next story has to do with their lines as well. So it has to do with actually the TSA. I know how much you guys love TSA. You know, that's my favorite part of it all, right? Dealing with TSA and their short staff and all the crap that comes with it. So <laughs> um, before I jump into this story, me and Kelly have our own story about TSA. Which one? Dude, are you talking about this? I feel like I did in Newark. And okay, you already talked about Newark. So talk about maybe Canada or Mexico. But see, those weren't that bad, though. New Canada was, was pretty bad. Canada was bad going there, wasn't it? No. Well, it was, but then we got on first class because those were the only seats left, which made the trip great. Yes, but yeah. that only happened because that wasn't because of TSA, though. No, it's because of snow. Yes. I'm talking about the TSA through Canada. Oh, was it TSA? I no, thought it, it was TSA it was just, through Mexico. No, when we almost missed our flight because no one was there in, in oh, Toronto. Oh, and they had, like, one person? Yeah. That was definitely TSA in Canada, I believe. Yeah. But yes, we were um in Canada and we were like, damn, we, we got there early, really early. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we were pretty close to the line too. Mm-hmm. And they had like one person working, mm-hmm. checking everybody in. And it was like taking forever. And everybody was on international flights. Yep. And eventually we got, got to the front and we got on our plane. But we know there's so many people that missed that flight. Just like 
on our new our New Jersey flight. We know a lot of people missed that flight. And it was just man, people were panicking. We had to cut in the line, I think. Like well, we didn't cut, but we had to like be like, Hey, can you let us get in front of you because our flight's about to leave in like, you know, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And so we had to like hustle our way through that. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. But moving into the story some more. When you're in TSA, you know, you have your check bags. And TSA actually released their top 10 list of most unusual items found in bags. Now, what would that be, you would say? We're going to give you the top 10. And you want to start off with number one or number 10? What do you think? Let's start off with number 10. Start off with number 10? You think that's like the worst? Or like kind of the worst of the best? Is that how they... I don't know. They all look pretty crazy. Okay, okay. Yeah. Whatever you think. All right. Well, you know, let's start with number 10, like you said. So, number 10. It, it was bullets were concealed in a deodorant stick that was found in Atlantic City Airport. They had a mission, okay? They had a mission. It was like, look. They were trying to literally <laughs> have somebody catch the smoke. <laughs> it was like, well, look at that. <laughs> when they say stay ready, they meant be ready at all times with a stick of deodorant. What if it was like, oh, I bought that deodorant from the store and I didn't know that was. I didn't know those bullets in it. <laughs> <laughs> it came like that. What you mean? <laughs> Speed stick. <laughs> Somebody tried to set me up. <laughs> all right, babe, what's number nine? Number nine is a long barreled antique style revolver. And that was at the Newark Liberty Airport, oh, well, Kristen's favorite airport. <laughs> now I'm not even surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody brought an antique style gun there. If you don't know what a revolver is, <laughs> and not, not revolvers, first of all, are already old guns. So I I can kind of see this one a little bit, and I feel like they probably should have put it in a check bag and not in a, a regular bag that just gets scanned. But maybe they're just trying to sell it. All um, these were in check bags. I don't. I think these are all like bags that you have to like put through the scanner and stuff well all of them eventually go through scanner. oh true well they got picked up by some more but i think with this one since it's an antique style revolver i think they're probably trying to take it to probably a potential buyer or something like that that's that's my my guess because you're not going to be walking around with an antique style rifle i mean not rifle but revolver yeah maybe they were trying to sell it that's what they said baby Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking at the She's next like, Maybe they're just trying to yeah. sell it. <laughs> oh, man. But number eight is crystal meth concealed in a breakfast burrito, which was found at William P. Hobby Airport in Houston. Houston. So the reason why I kind of spaced out while you was talking, because I saw breakfast burrito, I was like, dang, I want a breakfast burrito. That sounds so good right now. Some breakfast burrito with some meth? No, I don't want any meth. I'm not on euphoria. She said, not stop me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nobody does meth on euphoria. I'm sorry. Meth bay. Nobody does meth? Mm -mm, They all do opioid. Oh, yeah, true. True, true. We'll get into it later. Yes. But anyway, yeah, crystal meth concealed in a breakfast burrito. I mean, they are in Texas, so I wouldn't really, like, question it. Hey, Houston. Yeah, I really wouldn't question it. <laughs> You're going to make all the Houston people hate us. <laughs> they, was, they was over there rolling up. But meth, that's one of them ugly drugs. That means with that, they have to have the dog. The dog had to find that. 
There's no way they could have. And just what if you that forgot up. that you had the meth, like hiding your breakfast burrito, and you was just genuinely just, hungry, like munching down. First of all, you can't even carry food into the airport, so I don't even know what to try. You can to. some some airports are a little bit lenient. I remember I had like some something you can only get in New Orleans, and I bought it to the New Orleans airport. I remember you talking about that. I had a whole <laughs> whole meal. Okay, they was like, "All right, baby, go ahead and break it down." I was they, like, thank. They knew they. I wasn't gonna throw away my beignets or whatever I was bringing. She said, "I got six pounds of crawfish." <laughs> like, <laughs> Ma'am, you can't bring that. <laughs> oh well, I'm bringing it. <laughs> I did. Kayla is the queen of I can. I can make it happen, and it's so rules I, don't I, apply I, to yeah, me. Rules do not apply to you whatsoever. Yeah. She's like, I'm like last. We were in Newark. I told you. I was like, babe, you cannot take that water bottle. <laughs> And for the life of her, she's like, I can bring the water bottle. If it's not open. If it's not open. These people are telling us. Because the only cannot- reason I said that is because I've, I've gotten past the Corpus Christi airport with a water, a, a closed water bottle. I get that, babe. But these people are really saying it don't matter if you have a closed or open one. Okay, it got to go. that, I. No, you were I like. <laughs> she hard-headed. Love it, though. Um. But moving on to number seven, what we got, babe? Um, a firearm concealed in a belt buckle. That must have been a really interesting one. Yeah. That gun had to be very tiny. Yeah. That's that wild, wild west shit. Like, <laughs> or yeah, that's crazy. No, it's pretty interesting. Hmm. They have really small guns like that though. Hmm. Um, number six is a well-worn cleaver. Uh, that was found in the Harrisonburg International Airport. What's a cleaver? Cleaver is a type of knife. Oh. Um, yeah, that that's in a well-worn one. I don't know. It must have been a very just, I assume, just very used. I can I can assume. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's like that they was out here chopping up bodies or nothing like that. Hopefully, they ain't going around carrying <laughs> carrying the murder weapon with them. You don't know people. But hey, might happen. What you got for number five, baby? A canister of bear spray found in Dustin, Florida. Dustin, Florida? Is that Florida? Oh. It says Fort Walton Beach. Is that Florida? There's a city named Dustin in Florida, but I don't know if this is a different, if Dustin Fort is different. But anyway. BPS? I don't know. I, I thought that was like Virginia or probably. But Dustin Beach. Airport. Anyway, but bear spray. What are they going to do with that? Mm, they probably was going to Colorado or something. What? I guess. What do you use bear spray for? For bears. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's not that weird. Like, if you're going camping or you trying to be the man in the wild, like, that shouldn't be that weird. It's not that weird. Yeah. It just depends where they're going. I don't know if they're going, if they're going to a beach, there's no point of having bear spray. But, nonetheless. Number four is a machete that was found at Ronald Reagan's Washington National Airport. D.C. So, you got another giant-ass knife. <laughs> being, oh, machete. And, um, being, just being found. What you got for number three? Assortment of fireworks and pyrotechnic devices. Yep. They're probably just going to, I can see that happening just like 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And they're just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Number two is a wine bottle holder made to res- resemble a cluster of revolvers. And that was found at Sacramento Air- International Airport. 
So Cali. So it doesn't. It says to resemble. So maybe. Oh, resemble. My bad. I thought it said resemble. Oh. Yeah. So I think it's just probably a collective item. It probably is more than likely. Yeah. I thought it was something like reinstim like I don't know. I I got my words mixed up, but you're definitely right on it. I thought it was like a wine bottle holder that literally had a whole bunch of pieces of revolvers together that you can actually put back together and be a whole bunch of guns. Uh, but you're I'm pretty sure you're right. But oh, look at this baby. What's number 1? Nah, you it's your turn. I did number 2. He want me to say it cuz it's my people. It's your people. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> you tried to see. <laughs> I tried. Um, a chainsaw found at the Louis Armstrong New Orleans International Airport. Nola. <laughs> a chainsaw. A whole chainsaw. A whole chainsaw. Who thought Who do you think you are? Who did you think you're going to. Freddy? No, that, that's wait, not Freddy. Who, who carries that, chainsaw? That is, that is definitely the chainsaw. Jason. No. That oh, is the chainsaw massacre great. in Texas. <laughs> he said scream. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that wasn't it. I knew that wasn't she it. She just throwing out all the serial killers she could think of. Oh, that's the Texas well, Chainsaw Massacre. So that's his name, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know his actual name, but I just know that was the nickname they gave him. Oh, it's Texas. Maybe Chainsaw they was coming Massacre. to Texas. They was just leaving New Orleans, so it was, couldn't have been my people. It was found at. What you mean? It was at the <laughs> airport. That means before they left, <laughs> they did not get through the first airport and then make it to Louisiana. <laughs> it was a. It was a what? Nothing. <laughs> what you about to say? I was gonna say it's a transfer flight. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> they still have to get through the first flight. I know. I know. You try, baby. You try it. But that's crazy. Um, have you ever seen anything in TS like as far as like people? I don't know. I'll be paying attention. I'll be trying to get to my flight. You know, you say you like the airport though, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if you was paying attention. I think there's some interesting people in the airport. A lot of times, to be honest, a lot like back before covid um you know when i would travel by myself people used to ask me like oh hey i gotta go to the bathroom um hey i have to go to the bathroom can you watch my bag and they tell you not to do that but that's happened to me a lot and you know me i'd be like okay what's the worst that could happen so in my head i'm like dang they just set me up (laughs) (laughs) you know and um but no i haven't really seen anything i just had like those thoughts in the back of my mind what could okay. be in this bag? Drugs, bomb, you know. Yeah. <laughs> a body part. Yep. Crazy. Um, do you want to try to touch this last story or do you want to wait until next week to do it? Um, we can talk about we can talk about it. Since right. you know the minutes. episode was hot this week. Alright, go ahead. All right. So be our last story of the podcast you guys this story is about our lovely beloved zendaya so you know there's a lot of euphoria fans out there we are fans of euphoria we actually are really enjoying the new season season two of euphoria and um there was a news report that zendaya responds after dare the dare program so the drug what does dare stand for yeah, drug. I should know this. Yeah, it's okay. But it's, you know, this program back in the 90s about, you know, drug prevention um, program accuses Euphoria of glorifying drug use and addiction. 
So this program is accusing the show of um, glorifying this with teens. And they actually made a statement and they says um, the HBO series Euphoria chooses to misguidedly glorify and erroneously depict high school students drug use. And they're kind of blaming them for this glorification in the media. And, you know, I have a lot of, I'm actually, if y'all didn't know, I'm actually um, a public health specialist. And my focus right now, the job that I'm at is drug prevention, um, especially amongst teens and high schools. And I help to do a lot of health programs around, you know, drug use prevention and, um, also just helping students find a better way if they're already down that path. So I don't know. I've actually posed this question a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but at my last job, I had to do kind of like a lunch and learn series. And we picked popular culture um, things. And this was during season one of Euphoria. And we posed the question to college students, is this season of Euphoria making you maybe have ideas about doing drugs or making this seem like a glamorous lifestyle. And a lot of them, some of them said yes, some said no. Um, But I don't know. We hear these conversations a lot about the media influencing different things. So what do you think? Um, Personally, I think that Euphoria, I I think it as just a show. Um, There's a lot of real life things that are going on in the show that I think are I don't want to say that hidden, but the things that people don't see. So, you know, I think a lot of times people think about the drugs and people on drugs, but nobody actually gets to see the real things behind the scenes, which I feel like this show depicts is, hey, you know, it's not just about them getting high, having sex and all this other stuff. It's there's there's other stuff coming with it. Like, you know, there's the regret. There's, you know, the depression, the ups, the downs, you know, that it's not all just good. You know, you know, a lot of this series is showing a side of high school or showing the side of high school, I guess you say, of things that we don't really notice. And to some people, you know, even you, you know, you said, you know, that they kind of went through this a little bit and not maybe not in that same exact way that the show depicts. But there are a lot of people that are going through that kind of stuff. How is it affecting the family? How is it, you know, affecting that person, mm-hmm. you know? they're going through all these things, you know, that this, you know, we're, we're not going to get no spoils about the, sh- the show, but the show just really, it's a really powerful statement as far as like, what are they trying to show? Mm-hmm. And I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. And I'll follow up, you know, with this report of the story to say Zendaya's comment to what they said. Um, so Zendaya said, our show is in no way a moral tale to teach people how to live their life or what they should be doing. If anything, the feeling behind euphoria or whatever we have has always been um, trying to do um, with it is to hopefully help people feel a little bit less alone in their experience and their pain and maybe feel like they're not the only one going through or dealing with what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. so kind of like what you were saying yeah. like this show is more than just you know the scenes where um they're partying and somebody two people are doing drugs in another room it's not really glorifying it it's showing you a perspective of what some people turn a blind eye to mm-hmm. and me as just working in this field of drug prevention i actually personally have a lot of 
negative feelings toward towards the dare program that was in the 90s because it was the whole you know i think nancy reagan like say no to drugs and that posed a lot of issues especially in um communities of color um and especially poor communities of color that was hit during like the crack epidemic and you know sometimes it's hard to say no when you're being threatened with guns and knives and gang violence yeah and you you can't just tell a group of students to say no you have to tell them more than that you know you you have to information behind it information behind it and why and um, other ways to fill their time and different things like that so it so prevention education and you know public health doesn't just start and stop with say no to drugs yeah you know and crazily, like with that being said, you know, drugs a lot of times we've been planted in our communities. Mm-hmm. So in the lower end um, economic communities and stuff like that, plant, you know, drugs are literally plant there mm-hmm. for those communities just because they were easier targets. There were um, people who, you know, they were come for the drugs because one, because it was affordable a lot of times and it helped them escape reality of the real problems that they were facing mm-hmm. in these neighborhoods. It was easy for drug dealers to deal mm-hmm. and then got to a point where it became an epidemic and people started losing their lives over it and doing whatever it takes for drugs and stuff like that. So it's like, like you said, there's more to it than just saying no. It's like education behind it. Like why, you know, what are the other things you can do there? What are those, um, I guess like, you know, what are the effects behind taking these drugs? You know, what is going to do to you down the line? You mm-hmm. know, give people education as far as like you know if you do decide to take this route understand there are consequences Mm -hmm. you know and just it's just education right and it's like if anything i feel like zendaya is kind of educating communities more than dare is of course like i i see what they mean like obviously you know if you have kids under the you know, the appropriate age, like they shouldn't be watching Euphoria because of the nudity nudity and all different other types of things. Yeah. But I do think it does pose a great, you know, reality that people don't think about of like, you know, only being happy of of being on drugs because it does affect your brain chemistry. Yeah. And we see this main character going through withdrawals and you know, a lot. can't be happier themselves without being in a high. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you hear prevention programs just talk about saying no or just avoid things, it can't just stop at stop there. So I just feel like some things like euphoria and other things in the media are kind of pushing that prevention message in like a more direct way, even though they may be going rogue with it. Like it is still, you know, that's the thing I like about it, though, is the mm -hmm. fact that it's going it's going straight to the point. Effect, and it's going straight to the audience yeah straight to the audience and like it's just it's crazy I, the fact the show is real you know mm-hmm. what i mean it, it doesn't ha- it doesn't hold back you know the real conversations they have those are like real conversations you really picture people having you know the stuff that she goes through is real stuff that people go through mm-hmm. you know and i i just like the realness of the show that that's kind of my biggest thing it's just you know they, they don't hold back whatsoever they're mm-hmm. like look we're not censoring this to anybody. You need to see how it happens, see what happens, and here you go. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I really do like about that show. Yeah, and hopefully they can maybe join forces. So I'm not saying all, you know, what they do is bad. I don't know what changes they've made in their program. But um, it was also said in this article that 
Dare responded to Zendaya's comment and they asked that maybe the producers of Euphoria can sit down with their youth advisory board. So real teenagers going through maybe these experiences um, or have a say so and, you know, what's going on. They can probably comment or they can just talk and have a conversation on, a, you know, how to get these messages across. Yeah. And I, they I, both can learn from that conversation. Most definitely. And I just hope that the conversation doesn't end to like euphoria holding back, you mm-hmm. know, or trying to censor themselves to make others feel, you know, in quote unquote, you know, protected mm-hmm. or, you know, censoring. You just censor yourself in general. I, I like the realness and I hope they, they stick with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was a very good story. So. It was, it was. Yeah. And we are way over our time, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. This is a good conversation. Um, but do you have any any remarks, babe? Um have a great Black History Month and Valentine's Day. Be safe. And thank you for listening. You always do so everything so slow. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and because uh, <laughs> I think while I'm talking, I see that. Um, but before we head out, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and t- Twitter at Now Hear Me Out KV. Um, make sure you email us any stories or any you know whatever you want to talk about. Email us at Now Hear Me Out dot KV at gmail dot com. Uh, <laughs> make sure you guys leave us an Apple review. Um, make sure hit them five stars. We ain't taking nothing less than five. <laughs> make a comment don't do that (laughs) make a comment and um we're gonna try to shout you out if we see that comment um follow us on youtube at chris and vic nhmo and baby want to follow you anywhere good yeah she's a partner on all of our stuff so you follow us you following her so thank you again and we will got we would guys we will catch you guys next week and we are out of here Peace.